joining James for the pregame podcast today is a game-changing retreat legacy, Miss Morgan Robinson. It's Haley Ryan, and I'm here to introduce a cohort from last year, Gigi Robinson's little sister, Morgan. Now, Morgan didn't start out wanting a career in the sports industry. In fact, she started off studying what, in my opinion, is completely opposite of the sports world. And no, I'm not going to give it away what industry that was. So you'll have to listen up and figure out. Stay here with us right now on the pregame podcast. What's going on, everybody? Back at it this evening with the Winning Edge Game Changing Retreat podcast. And this evening, we have Miss Morgan Robinson. Morgan, say what's up to everybody. Hello, everyone. Cool, cool. Glad to have you this evening, Morgan. I'm looking forward to tonight's conversation. Me too, me too. Gotcha. Listen, just to start us off, if you don't mind giving us a little background information about just where you're from and what you're currently doing. Yeah, of course. Again, thanks for having me. And um, my name is Morgan Robinson, and I'm from um, Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is right outside of Atlanta. I played softball my whole life growing up, and I continued that at the collegiate level, playing at Georgia Southern University down in Statesboro, Georgia. I There at Georgia Southern, I pursued a degree in exercise science, where I graduated with that. And after that, um, I well, while pursuing that degree, I thought I wanted to pursue a, um, a degree a job in the medical field. And after doing some shadowing, I realized that that was not the field for me and that was not what I wanted to do and the path that I wanted to take with my life. So it was kind of back to the drawing board, like, hey, like, what do you want to do? And then I just told my, I just asked myself, like, what do you love? What are you passionate about? And it came back to sports. Like, I've grown up around sports my whole life and I love sports. And I was like, I want to be in the sports industry. Like, why didn't I think of this before? So I was back to the drawing board, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, the path that I wanted to take in order to get involved in the sports industry. And so I started applying to grad programs and I ended up deciding to pursue um, hospitality to um, grad program at Auburn University, which is where I am right now. And I'm pursuing my master's and I will graduate in May. And right Mm -hmm. now I'm also working as a graduate assistant in the special events department in athletics. And I absolutely love it. And I hope to possibly continue doing this as a career. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, what gave you your start or who inspired you to start playing softball coming up? So playing softball was definitely my dad. Um, my um, My dad played football growing up and So he always instilled in me and my brother that, you know, we were going to play sports. We were going to be active. We just had to kind of find our niche. So I started off playing soccer and basketball and swimming and softball. I did it all and all those other sports I didn't really love. I wasn't really that great at. And when I started (laughs) playing softball, I was like, I was actually pretty good from the beginning. And like, it was something that I just like, I fell in love with right away. And I was like, okay, like, I like this. Like, I want to keep doing this. And so I played, you know, at the, little league level and then I was play I started playing travel ball and you know started like taking over my life and playing every weekend and I loved every second of it so then I was like okay like this is something I want to play in college and so like I've started pursuing that and working hard in order to get to that level and I was able to do that so definitely I would say softball has shaped me into the person I am today so I'm very grateful for this sport gotcha and I I see here that you're Actually, quite a good softball player. You were all freshman, SOCON, second team, all SOCON. And not only were you 
um, thriving athletically, but you were also getting it done in the classroom, which I want to commend you for. I see where you were dean's list and made the commissioner's list and actually have a 3.3 GPA currently right now in grad school. So just walk me through what kept you on the straight and narrow. I know being a, being a former student athlete, how difficult it, it can be balancing being a student and athlete at times, but what really kept you grounded in the classroom and kept you on the, the right path? Oh, definitely. I'd definitely say that, you know, it's definitely hard to balance the school and in the sport at the same time. And it's a constant battle trying to figure it out. But I would say just it's something that my parents instilled in me growing up. Like they definitely instilled a little bit of fear in me that like you're going to get good grades or else. So it's definitely something that I've always from the beginning, just always strive. I always, always strive to get good grades just so I could make my parents proud and just so I could, you know, be the in the best position possible. So from elementary school through high school, I always worked hard. And I definitely think that that helped me going into college just because I knew like what needed to be done. You know, college is even more intense than high school, but like I had like that, that beginning. So I knew what I needed to do. So it's just kind of went back to time management because with playing sports, you know, you don't have much free time. So you have to learn like how to manage your time and, you know, using every little bit of free time that you have wisely. So I definitely would like use my planner and do this. Like I would know, look ahead. Like if I have a test next Friday, like, Hey, let's start studying today when you have a couple extra hours because you have a game next Thursday. So you might not get too much studying done then. So it's definitely something that I had to learn, like just to work with the time that I have and with the cards that I was dealt. Cause it's definitely like, you know, they always say it's, you know, it's student first and athlete second. And I definitely wholeheartedly believe that. And, my dad always told me, like, let's, you know, don't let sports use you, use sports. And I definitely have taken that with me every step of the way. And I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. Now, how was your experience there at Georgia Southern? Um, I absolutely love Georgia Southern. Um, I was kind of hesitant and nervous at first before heading down to Statesboro, just because it is a very rural city. But um, it was a culture shock at first, but just getting down there and getting to meet all the people that I got to meet and, you know, I have lifelong friends from it. And, you know, some of my teammates are my closest friends and I'm just so glad that I chose to go there because it's a great place and, you know, there's great people. And I just had an amazing experience for my whole, my four years while I was there. Absolutely. Um, how did the transition going from a suburban area there in Atlanta down to Georgia Southern how did that transition, what got you through that? And how does, how did that transition help you today? What did you learn from that transition? Um, it definitely was difficult at first. It was, like I said, a culture shock. So, you know, you go from everything being right down the street, you know, very conveniently, whatever you need, just right down the street and get it to being in a very rural town where you don't have access to that many things. So it just was very difficult at first. I just had to learn like, hey, like you can survive without having a target down the street or you can survive without a mall. Like it's okay. Like, you know, you just have to learn like to work with what you have. And it's definitely, I would say that that lesson and that having to adapt to that has taught me how to adapt to different things in life just because not it, everything's not going to go perfectly well. So you have to adapt to the, and do what you have to do and with the cards that you're given. So I definitely say that that transition has helped me in life. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, like I said, I love Statesboro. Um, I 
wouldn't say I would want to live in a rural town, but I definitely think that I could do it if I had to. So I definitely right. am grateful for my time there. Absolutely. And I see here now that you're actually at Auburn working on your master's degree in hospitality management. Yes. What drove you or what inspired you to pursue a degree in hospitality hospitality management? Um. So like I said before, I pursued a degree in exercise science. And when I learned that that wasn't for me, I kind of went back to the drawing board trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I liked. And I knew I wanted to be in sports. And then I was like, okay, well, how do I you know, incorporate sports into um, a job? And I was like, okay, well, I like people and I like planning things. And so like, I love like the cu customer service aspect of it. So like being in hospitality, like you definitely, it's like a field where you're catering to people. And I, I just love putting a smile on people's face and making people happy and I, this is definitely a field that I can do that in so I'm very excited and um, interested to see what my future is going to be like with this um, degree and I just can't wait to see what the future holds right right now um, I see you want to go into sports being a minority African-American woman a double minority at that and trying to break into the sports field what kind of obstacles or difficulties and adversity do you think you will have to face? I definitely don't think it'll be an easy path. Um, I feel like <laughs> it's definitely something that, <laughs> you know, they always say like, you know, being black and being um, a woman, you have to like overcome so much or you have to do so much more just to get um, half the distance that someone else would have to. So I feel like in order for me to be, be successful in this industry and make it to where I want to make it. I just have to just work hard and just work my butt off and, you know, just understand that you are going to fail and not everything's going to be handed to you. And understanding that and just mm. keep, and just keep being resilient and working hard to the goals that I have and just never giving up, right. I feel like is probably the key just because it will get discouraging sometimes, you know, you think you, know, you won't be able to make it, but just staying positive and staying strong through these situations. Like, you know, my dad always tells me cream always rises to the top. And um, so it's definitely something that, like, I just want to stay strong and just keep working and just understand that it's not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it in the end. Absolutely. Has And one thing you mentioned is is failure. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've actually experienced failure? And then if so, how did you bounce back and recover from that? Um, Definitely. I would say I would relate it back to softball, just softball in general, softball and baseball are just sports that are technically built on failure. You know, you, if you're batting 300, that's still only 30% of the time that you're actually getting a hit, but that's still pretty good. So mm -hmm. I would say um, <laughs> uh, my sophomore year at Georgia Southern, um, we were going through a big transition. We were switching conferences from the SOCON to the Sun Belt. Um, and the Sun Belt was a much more intense conference. And so it was definitely a shock to us. We had a lot of young um, athletes on the team. And I was, me being only a sophomore, was I was one of the captains and one of the leaders. And everyone was looking up to me. And I was like, well, I've only been here a year. So it was definitely a struggle. We did not do well that year. We only won 12 games. And just learning how to deal with failure over and over again. It was hard. It was very hard to love a sport and want to get out and do a sport when when we were losing almost every game. So it was definitely something that we just had to just stay strong and keep working hard to overcome that adversity. And then so we made it through that season. And then my next two seasons, we got better and better each year. And, you know, we were 
um, pretty at the top of our conference or towards the top of our conference and just actually having winning seasons. So it's definitely something that we just had to push through and just understand that like you are going to fail and it is okay to fail. It's just what you do to, in response to failure. Right. Absolutely. Now I can, I can speak firsthand on that when it comes to losing and on a, on a losing streak, just being in a losing culture for the time being my senior year at North Carolina A&T, we won three games and only one of those games was against a division one university. And it just so happened to be the last game of our regular season against our rivalry. And so, yes, I know how (laughs) that feels. And it's, it's so hard to go through it during that time period. But when you look back on it, it teaches you so many lessons of how to be resilient because it's so many days where I woke up and I was like, I don't want to give it my all during practice. We're losing so many games, but that lesson and that experience taught me Mm -hmm. so much. I feel like every day now when I wake up, no matter how difficult of a situation I may be in, because of that situation and because of a lot of other adverse situations I've been in, I know that as long as you keep fighting and you pick yourself up and keep going, there's a bright side somewhere. So I'm, I'm, I can speak firsthand to, to how that feels when it comes to Most losing, definitely. but I'm glad you stayed the course. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've learned so much more from losing than winning, honestly. So I, I feel right, like it's something right. that if you experience it, you're just, you're just going to get so much more out of it in the end. Right. And I'm, and for me, it was honestly a blessing in disguise because I came from a high school program where we were known for winning. That, that was what we did. And then I get here to college and everything is just, it's not going my way. I'm, we're losing and I'm just like, wow, what do I do in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. And I see where you said one thing that you mentioned earlier, just to shift gears here, that you say you love serving people and you love serving others and putting a smile on people's faces. And I see where you actually worked at a child development yeah. center. How was that experience? Because right now I teach fifth grade currently at the elementary school level. So I'm working with children myself. So how was that experience for you? And what did you learn yes, from I it? I loved it so much. So over the summer, um, two different summers when I was at Georgia Southern, my junior and senior year, I worked at a child development center on campus. And it was from toddler or from infants all the way up to four-year-olds. And so, you know, it, I was okay. pretty much just like a, I'm going to take a substitute wow. teacher. <laughs> and I just, we got to okay. you know, teach them certain things, you know, depending on what grade, what level they were at. And we would take them outside to play and just getting to interact with the kids was just such mm-hmm. an amazing experience. And it was like, even to this day, I'll just randomly think about it. I'm like, oh, like, I wonder how, you know, little Daniel was doing or just little kids that you remember so much. And I definitely got really close to some of them. So it was really sad or hard to walk away when I was leaving Statesboro, but it was a great experience. And I just love kids. So it was really fun really cool to be able to do that and just see these little kids grow up and you know get to interact with them and just be a part of their development absolutely absolutely now morgan um just to to sort of bring everything all together with the hospitality management that you're looking to dive into how are you how are you hoping that the winning edge game changing retreat will assist you with getting into that field whether you're looking what are you looking for when you when you attend this retreat? So I'm definitely attending the treat with re, sorry retreat with 
like a, open eyes and I'm very interested and um, eager to learn what there is to offer just because being in the position that I am right now at George, um, at Auburn where I'm the graduate graduate assistant for special events I have the opportunity to work with a lot of different people throughout the athletic department um, lots of coaches lots of director of operations athletic directors all the different people so I get to see everything that goes into it so I definitely Mm -hmm. would like to see all that there is to offer from the sports industry just because I've only got to experience so much and I know there's just so much more and so as of right now like like I said I really enjoy what I'm doing I could see a career in this but I also want to see all the different and all the many different other opportunities that there are out there and I feel like going right. to this retreat and getting to hear from all the top people in the industry will really open my eyes to see like, Hey, like there's so many different more things that you could do. And it's like, you know, I'll just get the opportunity right. to see like find something that I will actually really love to do. That's a great mindset to have going into my master's program at Georgetown. I just finished in December. I went in thinking, okay, I'm going to do this master's and I'm going to go into collegiate athletic administration mm -hmm. and work my way up to be an athletic director. Then once I got into the program and I started, um, I got different experiences working within the athletic department, meeting new people, just networking. Right. Things started to slowly change. I wasn't as interested in athletic administration anymore. And I, I say all that to say, because sometimes we limit our perspective and how we view things. And we, we sort of close mm -hmm. our mind off to being open to new things. When and that that can be detrimental to I think our career sure. when you when you do that yeah so like right now I'm I'm going to pursue a PhD in in sociology oh, wow. this upcoming oh, fall awesome. yeah so that just like life yeah right 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 so I, I just say all to say life is a wine and roll and don't get me wrong it's nothing with nothing wrong with having aspirations sure. and goals and yeah. dreams or having some type of idea of what you want to do. But at the same time, I think it's vital that people in general just keep an open mind and never say no to an opportunity because you never know. You just never know. Life is like a winding road. I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. That's kind of the mistake that I made when I was pursuing my undergrad degree in exercise science. Like I was very like focused, mm -hmm. like this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. Like this is how I'm going to do it, you know, and like right. I didn't have like my, right. my blinders were on. Like I wasn't like paying attention to everything that was going on around me and then by the time I realized like <laughs> yeah. I actually hate this and I don't want to do this, it's like, okay, like you should have been more open-minded. So I feel like that definitely taught me to be more open-minded in, in life in general. Absolutely. So I think that's definitely why like I have this mindset now and I definitely, it was, I mean, it was a great learning experience for sure. Absolutely. Now, before we end this conversation, it is only right that I make sure I let people know exactly who we're talking to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was a part of the first uh, cohort yes. group last year of the game, winning his game changer retreat. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big sister <laughs> of the one and only, the one and only Gigi yes, Robinson. the one and only. And I must say, <laughs> Gigi was the life of yes. the party there. Everybody loved yes. Gigi, man. Gigi was my guy. Every Gigi is a mm -hmm. great guy. He set the tone. He set the tone for you. I know you're used to setting the tone for him <laughs> being a big sister. Right. 
But Gigi laid the groundwork and the foundation for you. He gave you the game plan going into this game changer retreat. I'm so, so thankful. So my question to you, (laughs) my question to you is what are you going to bring to the table when you show up in June? Because little bro has done his job. He gave you the blueprint, the game plan. Now, what are you going to bring to the Winning Edge Game Changer yeah. Retreat? Um, I'm very thankful for my brother for helping me get to this place. And um, you will mm-hmm. learn that we are very, very different people. So he is way, like, way <laughs> more like outgoing and way more louder than I am. So we are very right. different and we definitely have different things to offer. So I'm very excited to get right. there and just, you know, everyone get, get to meet everyone and just, <laughs> well, you'll see that we are not very Absolutely. similar at all, but love them to death. And I'm just so grateful that Absolutely. he, and you know, inspired me to apply to be a part of this year's cohort. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Morgan, we, we're glad to have you. Um, we're all in this race together as minorities striving and aspiring to, to reach the top and make a difference and be a game changer. That's, that's what this retreat is all, all about trying to create, um, and turn us, transform us into, to game changers in our respective careers. So if, if that's all that you have, and if you have, if you don't have any other questions, that's all that I have on my end. Um, it's been an honor speaking with you this evening. And I, I look forward to seeing you at the Winning Edge Game Changer Retreat this, yeah, this June. I'm very excited to meet you and everybody else. And I just, I'm counting down the days. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this opportunity and I can't wait for it. Absolutely. It'll be here before yeah, we know, I know it. I'm so excited. All right, Morgan. Well, you take right, care. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregame Podcast. If you want more hashtag game-changing info, then head over to our website, winningedgeleadership.org. You can also find out more about how hashtag WeGameChange on our Instagram and Twitter handles at the we Leadership, or find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. All right, guys, I'm out, but stay tuned for the next episode.